0: Oh, hey, oh, yeah, this week on 2 Dynamite Dudes, Marcus and I talk how Layla Hirsch is indeed legit, Miro versus Evil Uno, Jungle Boy becoming a jungle man against Kenny Omega, Mark Henry tightening the screws in AEW, the Pinnacle hitting their promo peak, how AEW could benefit from a new brood hypothetical, is Team Taz fractured, and what is Darby Allen doing going alone next week? All this and more on 2 to who? Oh, it is two dynamite dudes with Attitude.
1: Everybody, I am Marcus D'Angelo, not of WrestleZone.com, but I'm joined by my Slapdick brother Dominic D'Angelo, who is a journalist with WrestleZone.com. Mm-hmm. And guys, we are two Dynamite Dudes with
0: Attitude coming at you live here on a Saturday. Uh Dominic, what's going on, man? Nothing too much, brother. It's uh you know, it's a sunny Saturday here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Is it not over up uh, your neck of the woods there? Over mm-hmm. up here it is, Dominic. And
1: yeah. uh yeah, you know, it's it, you were you're late. You came I in, late. Late. Came in late, late for the podcast today. I'm sure you were just soaking up the sun. Stephen Chambers, what's up, dude? Thanks for joining us. Nesha, welcome again. Good oh, afternoon. Wow. All
0: right. Hey, hey yeah, well, uh, let's send our best wishes out to uh, the mass superstar, Bill Eady, uh, going through some health concerns here. Uh, that's actually, I was wrote about that before uh, a little bit ago here, uh, before we jumped on here. So send our best wishes out to uh, Bill Eady, mass superstar. Very nice man. Demolition acts a lot of people know him as, but, um, yeah, just going through some health issues concerning his heart reportedly from uh, PW insider. So yeah, Let's
1: dude, all the, all the best to him. You know, it's, uh, in an era, he came from an era where, you know, there's a rampant abuse of your body. And, uh, so, you know, hopefully he can kick out of this situation and, you know, we'll, we'll hammer on with, with a, a legend like him still out and about, uh, you got to meet him uh, live in Pittsburgh at some point. didn't you don't, yes.
0: Um, i want to say around it was i think around like 2017 or something where he last wrestled um him and uh barry darso uh both were did a match uh at at kswa and uh so it was pretty cool to see super nice guy super down to earth and super smart knows his shit man and uh missy hyatt put it best like could tell do a promo without yelling and uh this says something, too, when you're, like, a part of a tag team like Demolition and you're able to just convey your message uh, through calm tone. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, uh, you would think that they would just be
1: screaming their heads off. Um mm-hmm. Nesha's saying it's it's not too great down there in Mississippi. We're expecting a lot of rain up up this way as well here uh, tomorrow, um, so I'm, I'm sure we're going to get absolutely nailed with it. Oh, she's saying to switch from rain to heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot imagine the balmy summers down there in Mississippi. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Dominic. Uh probably Balmy in Jacksonville too, I'm guessing. Um you were down there a couple weeks ago. I'm sure the weather's brutal. But uh this was not my favorite episode of Dynamite. I don't know how you felt about it. I
0: thought it was an all right episode, but uh, yeah, it's like um nothing too crazy for it, right? I didn't feel there was anything like like blow your hair back if we had any, you know. I mean
1: I mean the best match of the night was the opener, in my opinion. Christian um, and uh, and Helico. And Helico. uh well, Why don't we just jump right into it then, Dominic? Um, so and Helico uh, comes out. He's facing Christian. Usually, Dom, I gotta say, uh, you know, Excalibur annoys me a lot. Uh, but this time, I really kind of like the uh, the backstory that he gave for Helico. It kind of fleshed him out. You know, this guy that we don't see very often. You know, he's like this submission specialist from uh, from South Africa, and he was he was trained by Ultimo Dragon. And it's just like, dude, that's that's an awesome backstory. And then Helico himself, you know, he he does himself a lot of favors when he's out there, you know, like his gimmick, like knowing all sorts of crazy submissions. It just really works for him. He's not a huge guy, but uh, but he's believable in that he's constantly like it seems like he's coming up with new submissions and just out wrestling people. Um, So I thought it was great. Um, And, you know, Christian is just like, dude, one of the best comebacks in wrestling. Uh, just unbelievable how crisp and smooth he is. Uh, it was a, it was a damn good match. What did you think?
0: I liked it, man. Yeah, I thought um, I really do appreciate Angelico and uh, the submission stuff that he adds, and how that is part of like his his whole get up thing is, is being a submission specialist. And um, you know, I, I could just imagine me if it was. Me in, like, the early 90s, like, so, like, what, 10-year-old me, I would love Angelico. Helico would be my guy, you know? Not only because, like, just the way he looks, but, like, that neon green slash black co- color combination, That I was a sucker for all that stuff.
1: Yeah, he pops. He pops off the screen. And, yeah. uh, you know, he. I also noticed that he bumps very similar to Sean Waltman. Um yeah, so I i just I, I like him, man. He's got a cool blend of styles, which I guess is why uh he and Jack Evans call themselves the hybrid too, because it's just they're a hybrid of so many different wrestling styles. Um, but it's just yeah, really, really cool, really good match. I see a lot in Helico uh and Dominic, i I say it week after week, a cruiserweight division with Helico competing in the tournament for the uh for the inaugural the inaugural tournament for the title. Uh, like, come on. Come on, it's a layup. Yeah, yeah.
0: I um I thought, uh, well, so they did give backstory to this, but it was on uh, Elevation, I want to say. I think it was on Elevation, not Dark. But they had a little cut scene between Matt Hardy, Jack Evans, and Angelico. And, Helico. and uh, it, it, they played it off like Matt Hardy was pitching to Jack Evans to have the match against Christian. But here it was Angelico he was talking to. It's a pretty neat little segment, but it, it's neat to kind of, you know, pair that up, like pair Dark up with, you know, it, it build it does add context. It's just kind of a shame at this moment in time, you know, that you can't put that on the show like a week before or something that that effect. You know, where it's like, I I understand you want to like kind of have that fluidity in between your programs so people will watch it, but it's also like oh, like giving more context to somebody like a like a Angelico and a Jack Evans combination. It really adds to like the kit uh, the the uh, roster roster that you have. You know, um,
1: so but I, yeah. I gotta tell you, I like he was trained by Ultimo Dragon. He bumps around like uh, the one, two, three kid. He's got these cool submissions. I think the only thing that he's missing, the thing that would really help him get over for me, is uh-huh. put him put him in a mask, make him a singles wrestler, put him in a mask. I just think it would be really
0: fun. Marcus, did you know what Jack Evans' persona was in Mexico? Uh, no. I think it was like he was like a masked fox almost, and they called him Zorro. Like he had like this. Uh, it was pretty. It's pretty badass looking. That kind of works. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, it was actually pretty fucking cool. From what I think I've seen some pictures of him. Like um, I don't know if he ever messed like fought Carrion Cross or something down in Mexico because like Carrion Cross was known as the Devil of Monterey or something like that. That's and, true. Uh, yeah, so but pretty neat shit. Like, uh, I'm like, damn, like they should bring Jack Evans in like that. Like, that'd be pretty damn awesome.
1: So, well, just real quick, uh, Rich Murphy is saying, I'm thinking at the 10 p.m. time slot has something to do with the match card. It actually has everything to do with NBA playoffs, right, Dominic?
0: Yeah, and I think it does have a lot to do with the match card this week, just because you know, you look at what the ratings have brought in the past two weeks. I'm sure they kind of like, well, maybe not. I don't know how far in advance if this was taped during double or nothing weekend or later on. But um, this was like, this was, this seemed like almost kind of like, okay, yeah, it's a late time. slot. we don't expect a whole lot of people to watch. Let's make, let's create some good intrigue with certain things, but not like, you know, bring the whole house basically like, you know, put all our chips in, you know, for this dynamite where it's like, we're, we're weathering a storm of the NBA playoffs where we're in an odd time slot and we're on a different night, so I think Rich very much has a point there. So, yeah, Stephen uh, Stephen no. Chambers, Dommy says uh, that's the best he ever
1: wrestled in AEW. He's referring to Dan Helico. Um, I I agree, and you know I think a lot of that has got to be uh, Christian Cage. I mean, he's such a wily veteran, can kind of handle anything. He's one of those guys where like it, like his profession, like as a professional wrestler, it would be like the equivalent of like a pilot and, like, the plane is starting to go down, it's like, well, let's talk to this guy. He's been doing it the longest, and he'd, like, figure it out. You know (laughs) what I mean? That's, like, that's what Christian Cage is uh, in pro wrestling. You know, he's just, like, such so good and so crisp, and he knows all these little tricks and nuances that, like, if the match started going tits up, Christian Cage would just probably lock up with you and be like, okay, here's how we get out of this. I mean, Um, yeah, you
0: got to think of, like you know, the kind of uh, track record he's had over the course of his career, all the different types of opponents, partners, everything he's had. So Mm -hmm. uh, Marcus, what do you think about them kind of uh, rekindling this feud between him and Matt Hardy, like just keeping it going with that, you know? What do you think uh, is – do you think it's uh, just an intriguing aspect to Christian's story? Do you think it's going to help – add is anybody going to further get in the mix with him and Matt Hardy you know to kind of get the rub off those two guys how do you think how do you want to see that happen what do you think about it overall
1: well I I think it's 100% a result of Tony Khan being a fan of the uh old school Hardy boys versus Christian and Edge back in the day Mm -hmm. um so I I think he just kind of wants to relive that which I understand but it's uh, Christian is the same guy as far as Excuse me. As far as ring skill is concerned, Christian is the same guy. Matt Hardy, I don't think he is. Uh, I'm not saying that Matt Hardy is bad. I'm saying he's lost a step. Um, Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Because it's like surgeries and you
1: know injuries and all that. Not his fault. He's still a cool character. I like Matt Hardy, but uh, he's not on that level anymore. So you're asking for something that you're not going to get, um, which is you know this 1998, 99, you know Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian match. You're just not going to get it. Yeah. um so it I I sort of like the idea but I'm I, I also see what he's doing and I'm not I'm just not crazy about it man um I like the fact that it's positioning Christian to have to defend himself against people such as the hybrid 2 and private party but that's about the only value I see in it so uh I think the Christian is gonna go over handily whenever they finally meet in a match and uh, you know Ed uh, rather Matt, matt hardy should really i hate saying this about anybody but i think that matt hardy should start thinking about his career after wrestling
0: whether that's i, I mean like maybe not like totally after wrestling i think is what you like mean. a manager yeah something to that effect i think it's more so leaning towards that marcus i mean look how often he comes out with private party and he's got a faction that he leads so i think you know i think he it's going to be a pick and choose kind of thing listen i think uh, from a perspective of you have Matt Hardy on your roster, you have Christian on your roster, why not take advantage of it while you can? Between like have this, you know, feud between the two. If you're able to do it, why not make the most of it at the moment in time when you're able to do it, when the competitors still look like they do and still are able to perform at a certain level that they are. I get it,
1: man. I I, I truly get it. Uh, I think that WWE is strategically not releasing uh, Jeff Hardy uh, because, like that, that would be the match is Jeff Hardy and Christian
0: Cage uh, in AEW. That Don't would be he? that would be the one to tune in. Marcus, you have not watched what WWE has done to Jeff Hardy, but it's it's like a travesty. It's basically they've jobbed him so often. He's just a nobody, man. He's a nobody. And like when they brought him and Matt back for that return, I. Predicted in my, I think I made it something on Twitter. Maybe I, I don't even know. I don't think I wrote an article, but I, I wrote something or I said something that Jeff Hardy, they should give Jeff Hardy one more world title run in WWE. And yeah. I think they really could have, but that what he he's just a jobber that's all he is right now doing that to a former champion i don't think
1: it's cool man uh, they need to position him the same way that would they would position like bruno Martino back in the day when he was like feuding with roddy piper and randy savage where it's like you put him in a good position you know uh you don't you don't job him out you don't make him look like a loser you make him look like he can compete but still have him put people over um all right well, let's let's jump into a couple of these here dominic uh, Nesha is saying, uh, who wasn't a fan of Christian edge and the Hardy boys? Absolutely. Uh, but she does agree that as they get older and what they've put their bodies through, they just can't do the things that they once could. Yeah. I think why, that, why I expect that
0: of guys like that. Like Jeff, the, the great thing about all four of those guys is they still look like, you know, who they were. You
1: relatively, know. relatively young and they they look good. But, you know, Matt Hardy, I think he's just beat himself up a little bit. Uh, Nathan's saying, isn't Matt Hardy doing that now? Managing private party? He is. But I, w- the point I'm trying to make is that, like, I, I, I'm saying he should transition into full-time management as opposed to being kind of a tweener where he's finding himself in the ring, too. I mean, we're clearly leading toward christian in a match with matt hardy and i think that christian could help to carry the match but like we're not going to get the kind of match we would have gotten in 1999 it's just not going to happen i think that that's what tony Khan wants but it's not what we're gonna, I, think we're tony gonna Khan,
0: I i don't think he that's i mean who doesn't want that but i think like I don't think Tony Khan has those expectations, Marcus. Like, I mean, at the, Jesus, it's like over 20 years ago. It's almost 25 years well, ago.
1: If that's not his expectation, then he's, he needs to put Matt Hardy in a position to succeed. And by that, I mean, put him with a younger guy who can bump around for him. Well,
0: who's, who's to say that's not going to happen? Because look what they did with Sting and Darby. Like, it's like they didn't throw Sting out there, just hey, wrestle this match solo against Ethan Page. Hey, I, yeah, let's see how it plays out. You know, maybe yeah. we'll get in
1: Helico and Matt Hardy versus Christian and Jungle Boy boy you never know
0: um
1: uh speculation this is steven chambers speculation wwe not done releasing talent uh we just saw earlier somebody said that there's a lot of talk about alistair black coming in right yeah Yeah. benjamin a jones is saying that uh alistair black i said it
0: last week i'll say it again butcher in the blade alistair black let's pair him up we'll get butchered over I said this last week is number one on Tony Khan's list should be Alistair Black out of everybody no that got released. No question. No question. Be, there's a lot of money in that guy. Did um, you see, happen to see his interview with Renee Young at all or clips of it? Uh, no, no, it was really good. He's like, he has a great mindset. Like, obviously you're in the system of WE. You're going to be like, you're going to try to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Uh, when you're given, and he was talking about having those like, confines of like working in a certain regimented area of what he's allowed to do and you know his mindset was if I'm gonna die on a sword I'm gonna die on my sword so he's gonna do it by his own hand he was saying and then uh basically you know uh he just kept he just kept doing like he just kept going and trying to come up with ideas and doing certain things like that and then, boom, out of nowhere, he kind of just gets released. And, you know, obviously Zelina Vega, his wife, they are married. I was wondering if they were married or not last last week, but they are married. And uh, she was released. And, like, he was like, yeah, he was like, uh, Tommy End has something to say about that. But the professional Alistair Black was ready to go to work. So, like, uh, he had a really good philosophy about all that stuff and kept the kept a good attitude. And then he just said, like, I look at it as a, as a way that I was – Able to do stuff creatively with confines around me. He's like, so I know I'm capable of that. So it was like a really good interview. And like, you just, he's from the Netherlands or Denmark. But like, if you listen to it, his accent almost sounds like a really thick New York accent. It's kind of interesting um uh,
1: nathan is saying tommy end has phenomenal creativity he will do yes. well in aew they have more freedom uh absolutely and you know i think that kind of what's bad about aew is also what's really great about aew and that's what tony khan says yeah do your thing you know what's bad is when uh kip sabian and miro are like well we really like video games let's make that our gimmick and then they fucking suck for like you know a couple months and now miro is like really coming into his own which we'll talk about later uh, what's great about it is that somebody like Tommy Ann, who's got this, uh, incredible mind for the business, uh, you know, uh, somebody like him, he could come in, pair him with the butcher and the blade and the bunny and like, just watch him go, dude. He's he'll, he'll propel himself. He'll propel butcher blade and bunny. It's honestly, it would be silly
0: not to bring him in. Uh, um, Marcus, you mentioned, Mir- I, I know we're kind of going off the end here, but you mentioned like Miro getting like back on track and everything like that. Um, I don't know how much we talked about it last week, but Mark Henry getting signed by AEW. um, How much do you think they're going to be like, they're going to put more of a focus on those guys as like, you know, maybe being not necessarily like booking, but like so far helping creatively with guys and like kind of getting them on the right track of how to get a good attitude, not necessarily good attitude, but just to to promote themselves if, if you go, run through s- such a snag like that again where it's like yeah uh, that whole thing with Miro and Kip Sapien I mean we talked about it for weeks on end we thought Miro is dead in the water it's just like you know to uh, over basically game over <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I, I don't I don't know it, that
1: it, having like I love Mark Henry I think he's uh-huh. a great mind for the business he's old school to the bone uh, here's the thing though dumb is that they have road agents and have had road agents Already, that have that mindset, um, yeah. and and we still got the same crap at times. You know, the, it's, ultimately, AEW is the best professional wrestling on TV, bar none. Uh, but some of the crappy stuff that happened happened under under the watch of guys like Dean Malenko and guys like uh, uh, Jerry Lynn um so happy birthday jerry lynn by the happy way. happy birthday jerry lynn but there's these old school minds already backstage dominic and i i don't know if they're just not speaking up if they don't give give a shit or what's going on but uh yeah i don't i don't necessarily know that mark henry's gonna come in and say like put his foot down and say no no that's
0: wrong maybe you will were- marcus i i would not be surprised if stuff like that happens i think it kind of goes hand in hand where it's like these guys are available they'll book a match and set it up for you but also these you have to they factor in the fact that these are younger wrestlers that had wrestled this certain style of like fast paced, boom, 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 where you can say your piece, give your input in, but they're going to do what they do in the ring too. And it's like, okay. And then like we mentioned this a couple weeks ago to, or last week, how Tony Schiavone mentioned like, Hey, uh, I would love to see these guys and gals seek more advice from legends like Tully Blanchard. He mentioned him and st- certain things like that. So, you know, um, I could imagine Mark Henry seeing something, especially like with a, with a, a bigger guy like a Miro or somebody like that, or, um, uh name it name another big guy that's well yeah i i see
1: you, like will hobbs i see yeah. i see your point uh and i'm where mark I'm would be like hey
0: don't do that shit like come on this is how you gotta get this out. i could imagine mark henry i don't know mark well <laughs> he's out he's outspoken uh, yeah he speaks
1: his mind which is which is great so you know let's hope that we're gonna get to nip some of the uh the silly wrestle crap in the bud um but uh you know it at the same time, Dominic, that is the nature of pro wrestling, isn't it? Like wrestle crap. It's it's sort of like the, some of the stuff that we fell in love with. I'm thinking of like the old school Chamber of Horrors. I'm thinking of fucking RoboCop ripping the cage off. Of Did thing. you fall in love with or that? No, I cage. didn't
0: fall in love with. I didn't fall in love with. It, I, no, RoboCop, no, but I Chucky. <laughs> like
1: it, that's that's wrestling, dude. Like a Chucky threatening Rick Steiner. Like it's that is pro wrestling. Uh, so like I get it. It's not always great. But it's it's part of being a wrestling fan is that you you see that stuff. So I don't know. It's uh, I think sometimes we as fans, we need to take the time to appreciate like, OK, this is a different genre than literally everything else. You know, you can't lump it in with soap opera. You can't lump it in with sport. You can't lump it in with reality TV. There's there's it doesn't fit.
0: Nothing is comparable to pro wrestling, but everything is comparable to pro wrestling.
1: It's it is a very very unique genre, Dominic. Let's let's move on here. Um,
0: let's say real quick. Nesha says all these folks here, all these folks they're bringing in will butt heads here soon enough. Watch. Uh, what do you think, Marcus? I mean, obviously, it's a work environment. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have all that kind of stuff. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think there will be some butt heads to an extreme of where it affects the product? Um. Probably, you know, it's, here's the thing is you've got all these,
1: these, uh, egos and let's, let's not fool ourselves. Like a lot of people who get into show business are egotistical people. So, uh, you've got all these egos that are kind of meeting in one place, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's inevitable. It's inevitable everywhere though. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, I'm sure some of the stories that people would hear from my workplace would just be like, "What the fuck is going on over there?" Right? You know, it's just it, it's it's everywhere. It's that's just that's that's business. You know, this happens to just be more highly publicized. So, uh, yeah, I, I I'm sure that we'll we'll hear plenty of stuff about it. I mean, we're already hearing it. Isn't there rumors out there that like Cody Rhodes isn't getting along with the rest of the EVPs back backstage?
0: Yeah, there was talk about that. Uh, Cody kind of nipped that in the bud. Um, said that wasn't like necessarily the case. You know, it's you gotta think. You know, you're in a work environment. You're right, and wrestling. And I think that's a necessary part of wrestling is having an ego. And egos—that's what makes it intriguing—is like, you know, you look from Bret Hart to Stone Cold to The Rock, all those guys to CM Punk, all those guys had to have egos to get to where they were, like. If you don't have an ego and you don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, and you don't have an attitude about yourself, you're only going to get so far most of the times unless you're like, you know, somebody like a Daniel Bryan, like where he's, yeah, I like very little does he have an ego, but he's such a engaging, natural, organic personality that like that pushed him to stardom. You know, um, so Dom, we, we got to
1: talk about this real quick. Ames sure. arms just joined in. What's up, Ames? He's saying today I celebrate 31 months clean cleanest sober. Congratulations. Hey, hey, that's, yeah. that's incredible. Holy smoke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Incredible. 31 months.
0: That's great.
1: Yeah. Good for you, dude. That's, that's awesome. Keep going. Keep fighting. Think about all the people that are important in your life. Anytime you think about, uh, about doing whatever it was you were doing.
0: Yeah. Um, good for you, man.
1: Yeah. Very good. Uh, all right. Let's hammer on Dominic. Uh, holy shit. Brock Anderson looks exactly like his father. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Was that the first you've seen him? He's been ringside before.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I guess I didn't get a good look at him before, but like he stepped in there. I was like, good Lord. He looks just like a younger version of his dad. Awesome. wasn't crazy about like the, the golfer, you know, yacht club. Outfit <laughs> I was, was kind of curious
0: about that too. I'm like, yeah, it kind of threw me off a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, was was not crazy about that situation because it's like, you know, his dad's like this roughneck, like Southern, you know, beat your ass kind of an enforcer guy. And then it's like he comes out looking like, you know, uh, like, like a preppy kid like, in high school. Uh,
0: Books Kepka for at the US Open or something.
1: Yeah, it was, it was not good there, but I mean, the kid, he looks great. Do you think think they're
0: implying something though? Are they hinting at something maybe with that get up? I don't know.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I think that's just what he fucking wore in, but, uh, Here's the thing: is like you know who are giant marks of the old school. Who are giant marks? We are Aaron Anderson? Yeah, it's FTR. It's the pinnacle. I mean, how seamlessly would he fit in there?
0: Mark is right there. Then that's that's the fucking look they had. It's like it's yeah. true.
1: And then the f- the whole like he's he's a wrestler's son. Cody Rhodes is a wrestler's son. It like I'm seeing a heel turn, dude. I I'm I'm I
0: smell Good something. On. I smell something fishy. Quick one. It could be, dude. Uh I did like his grounded pond punches. Like, you know, he they look kind of legit, didn't they? Or they looked pretty, pretty damn good at least. Yeah, he looks good.
1: Uh, I'm guessing he's been getting trained by QT Marshall, um, which uh, it could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your perspective. I mean, and I guess it's probably a good thing. I mean, you take a look at somebody like Anthony Agogo and just bam, he's he's yeah, there. He's I like, don't think there's any deniability in uh
0: QT Marshall's ability to train somebody
1: in the ring. He's like, he's like a Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. He just seamlessly worked his way right in and just, bam, he's good immediately. Um, yeah. So hopefully it'll be the same thing for Brock Anderson. It's cool to see another member of the Anderson family, uh, you know, join in. I know it's like, it's kind of a tongue in cheek Anderson family thing. Because uh, it's like, obviously, well, it all, most of them, you know, and you got like Carl Anderson, and then you've got that dude, C.W. Anderson. So it's like, of course, they're not all related, but it's they're taking on the Anderson name, and they're taking on the responsibility that goes along with that, which is I just think is really cool.
0: It's neat. It's like, and hell, that's pro wrestling is like, okay, blurring the lines of like, hey, who's... Are we related? What's going on here? Marcus, maybe we're, uh, k brothers <laughs> and nobody. <cares. laughs> kayfabe brothers. Uh, Hey, Nathan is asking, how
1: long will the jungle boy gimmick last? And I think it's a good question. It's a fair question, especially when he's, uh, trying to shoot for a shot at the AEW heavyweight championship. Um, I don't think it, it can last much longer. Um, you know he's turning into Jungle Man, whether he likes it or not. What's he going to be like? Thirty-five years old, still calling
0: himself Jungle Boy. Well, that's that's what Jr. always says, and why he calls him Jungle Jack Perry, and you know, right? Cut cut the boy, just be Jungle Jack Perry. And I you don't know, it just kind of depends on how you define the gimmick. I don't think he necessarily has like a gimmick, really, like because you know he's got that name. That the name's the only thing that's like kind of the gimmick right like i mean he he's got like you know the tarzan music the which gear he, the gear That's the but, I mean, he comes could, to the ring with dude, he could honestly wear that stuff when he's jack perry like jungle jack perry and that would still get over it. like that song he should not never leave that song you know that should be his song so yeah. it's like you're not gonna break away from that so i mean like it would be one thing if he was like literally lived up to a jungle boy where he was like you know, Mowgli from fucking Jungle Book or something. But he's kind of already shown himself to be like uh, a persona that you can get behind and understand. Like even in that little moment uh, on Dynamite th- this past, I think that was almost the highlight of the show was him, that brief interaction he had um, with Kenny Omega and stuff like that. I thought that I, really cool. I, I want to see him like get away from the Jungle Boy shtick,
1: get away from the uh, – It's not a drag. shtick
0: though, Marcus. What's the shtick?
1: Uh, just being a boy and coming out with like this whole like like with Luchasaurus and yeah, you know, I'm uh, on like, that. I, I want him to do his own thing. I think you know they always say like uh. Jim Cornette has said before, like, you know, when you go to a new territory, it's if you don't want to if you don't want to associate yourself with with who you were before he was using um, Buddy Murphy as an example. He's like, they kind of jobbed out Buddy Murphy. He was like, tell Buddy Murphy to cut his hair, tell him to grow a beard, tell him to just do something different whenever he comes to a new territory. So it's like, okay, that was that Buddy Murphy this is this buddy murphy and i think that that could work with jungle boy in the main event picture like have him come out with uh, grow a beard like come out with a beard and that wild hair and like uh, i think that something like that would be enough to help say like oh okay that before that was jungle boy you know with the mutton chops and sitting on that big guy's shoulders this is jungle man jack perry
0: i kind of i disagree i think that's kind of like a little heavy-handed to do like i I get what you're saying I get what you're saying, but like, I mean, if you're really going to make him like, just have him gradually change into it, he doesn't got to do anything extreme, honestly. Like, you know, maybe start calling him Jack Perry more, but like, you could get, I think you could call him Jungle Boy for still a really good amount of time and it'd still be all right. Like, even if he goes up to a world title running, he's still at Jungle Boy. I think that's okay. I think what maybe matters most, Marcus, is that he, um, is that he just conveys somebody that's engaging enough that you get behind. It. And I think he's I on that like route. It.
1: I don't like it. I think, it, I think jungle boy needs to go away. I, I think, think it will mark himself from Luchasaurus. Stephen chambers is saying break up Jurassic <laughs> express. Thank you, Stephen.
0: I think uh, I'm, I I'm behind, behind on that. Too. I'm with you guys on that though, too. Honestly, I really am like Marcus. Uh, Spencer Love, who uh, does a really good site, Love Wrestling, he, he does a lot of great interviews and uh, just really, really passionate about the business. So if you get a chance check out his stuff, subscribe to his YouTube channel, Love Wrestling. But he made uh, mention, uh, he started off a morning here earlier this week with a clip of Gangrel coming out uh, in Royal Rumble 1999. And, like, his music hitting and stuff and, like, how over that was. Dude, what
1: what an entrance. Unbelievable. Like, that music and how, yeah. like, dark and sinister it was. And he's spraying blood out of his mouth. Yeah. and like the, He's wearing that white shirt. And, of course, all the
0: blood is, like, dripping down the shirt. It's like, dude, that imagery, unbelievable. Dude, Marcus, how fucking weird and creepy was that? Like, I had scrupulous religious uh, fears when I was younger and stuff like that. Could you imagine me seeing all that shit and, like, you know, the Ministry of Darkness all going on. Like, listen. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> it, it freaks you out. Yeah, it freaks you out. But it's also really fucking cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, uh, and you
1: know, it came at the perfect time too, because of like Blade and how yeah. how over that movie was. And then all of a sudden, like we've got these cool, trendy techno music vampires that come out. Like it was it was good timing, but to your point, Dominic, we could bring it back. Let's let's sign Gangrel to a short term contract with AEW. Let's pair him with Abaddon. Let's pair him with uh,
0: Revamped Luchasaurus. Like, uh, dude, it, who it, now, Marcus? Who now? I mentioned on Twitter. Who would you? They need it. They need like a, a really cool like edge almost of that group. I like, got one,
1: but it's 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 like uh, it it would be robbing Peter to pay Paul. Uh oh. Uh oh. Who's who do you have in mind? uh hook that is robbing peter to pay paul cuz i really like hook and team taz i like i like hook as a badass and team taz especially paired up with his
0: dad but like yeah. how, how great would he be in that vampire how game great of, of an angle would that be though too you think about it like they uh Cool, cool. even
1: saying Luther. I don't know, dude. Luther is, he's Luther like, up there. He's he's like, like cool. 55 or something, man.
0: <laughs> you need like, you already, get, if you're having gang growl or sinister minister in there, I don't think Luther's necessarily needed, like, Luther did some pretty cool shit. He did a pretty neat enziguri I saw, by the way. But,
1: um. I think he's got something. It's just, uh, we gotta, we gotta bring out his potential a little bit. Yeah. Here's Dan Goose. He's two months yes. uh, clean himself. I wanted to see shout uh, out Yeah, to congratulations, that. Dan. That's yeah.
0: awesome. Man, yeah. Keep it up, guys. This is. Yeah good stuff to hear you know Appreciate you guys joining us and you know keep yourself active and you know you know it's 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 good to do you know just keep keep hammering away it's got to feel good too to be knowing that you're just chugging right along you
1: know they they say you got to scratch that itch in another way like take up working out or something like that yoga meditation you know scratch that itch uh, another way and from you the know, creative art stuff arts yep. good. anytime you think about it just think about all the people you love and step away
0: from it yeah. I'm drinking as I'm saying all this. Yeah, I am too. So, Sorry, <laughs> but no, good good for you guys. It's that's awesome. Okay. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I think like that would be pretty cool. I mean, we're fantasy booking here, but like Hook.
1: Well, Tony Khan listens, Dom. He, <laughs> he has heeded our advice on numerous occasions. And I'm not joking, guys. Go back through the archives. Uh, We've <laughs> we said stuff, and then Tony Khan has turned around and done it. So, you Sometimes, know, we are.
0: Oh, maybe that's, I think that's more so us being uh, kind and of.
1: Dominic, let's not take away from the fucking <laughs> podcast here, dude. You know, we're on WrestleZone.com. We're about his program that he makes. Tony Khan is listening.
0: <laughs> Mark... Uh, I think it's it is it would be neat like that would be neat to kind of go down this rabbit hole just a little bit is like you know if you're like looking for a moment where Team Taz needs to turn babyface or like even you have Taz just be a brief babyface just for like he's concerned about his son because his son's getting like renfielded into this like cult by Gangrel yes. and it would be kind of neat it'd be it's kind fun. of fun and by the way the person converting everybody you know
1: like Luchasaurus and Hook. It's Abaddon. Yeah, like he's, she's like porn people. I think here. it should be
0: Gangrel too. Like he's almost like the uh, well, like yeah, the brute. He's like the the head brute, and like he you can only have him for a short time. Maybe he shows up like once in a great great while, but you know he's still like behind the scenes kind of like kind of deal.
1: Don, real quick, good. real quick, sorry to interrupt. Stephen Chambers, what's the latest with Ray Phoenix? How long will he be out? Do you
0: know anything about that? I heard uh, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net wrote something that. Oh, man, I don't want to mess this up. he has got He's dealing with some sort of injury. I want to say it's groin, but it's been reported that I think he's out six to eight weeks. So uh, about a couple of months. Uh, so kind of a, a bit extended time. But usually, you know, when we're watching wrestling, that kind of flies by, doesn't it? So, you know, um, I think he'll be out for a while, to say the least, I think, you know, so. Hence, Marcus. I guess that's a good opportunity. Pac and Penta, uh, they tagged up with Eddie Kingston.
1: Yeah, let's jump on that real quick, though. Uh, Bruna Ferreira. Sorry if I pronounce that incorrectly. Oh. He's coming to us from uh, Portugal, man. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining us, uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know everything that you're saying but hopefully you're understanding everything that I'm saying. I think he's saying uh the two dynamite dudes are awesome something <laughs> like that. Don't know if I read that in that translation. Actually, might be a female based on the uh, context of the yes. photograph. Uh so let's hammer on though. Yeah, Dominic, that was a uh that was a shitty match. But <laughs> I d- I do really like this version of the young bucks. I'll say that. Um, you know, them coming out as heels uh now, uh, younger Buck, he's got the old beard going on just like his, his older brother, and it's yeah. I don't know, there's, there's something about it. They just look like smarmy douchebags, which is what they've been this whole time, basically. But they were like originally baby faces posing as smarmy douchebags. So, I, I like this version of the Bucks, I like the heel Bucks. Uh, the match sucked, they buried their friend Brandon Cutler. Um, so that, that brings me to this point, though, like his character. Wasn't worth a shit when he was doing this like D&D RPG guy thing. And now it's just like he, they're just flushing right down the toilet. No, I'm like, like, like you know, I it, it's becoming clear that if you're friends with the Young Bucks, they're going to fuck you over. Uh, whether it's this guy or Hangman Page initially. Hangman Page is really trending upward. Uh,
0: but Mark, I don't, I mean, from that perspective, Brandon Cutler wasn't even... Thinking of coming back into wrestling in the first place. Remember that interview we had? Like he wasn't. Yeah, and, they're, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna suck you out of your normal job. Let's put you on national TV." Okay, so and would embarrass- you rather be doing, Would you rather be fucking punching in and punching out of a cubicle, or would you rather be doing what Brandon Cutler is doing on? I mean, of course, TV? Of course I'd rather money. do so- what Brandon Cutler is doing. But what's the longevity,
1: Dominic? In ten years, is Brandon Cutler still going to be working in pro I, wrestling? I think so. I
0: think he will be. I don't maybe think he's in, exactly maybe in a backstage capacity. Maybe, maybe, maybe in a backstage like- capacity. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, what's if that's the plan? What what's the harm in that? I get it though. Like, I think Brandon Cutler has more of a ceiling than what he's at. But uh, and you know what? I was just I was like really hoping. I was like, I hope he comes out in like uh, wrestling gear, <laughs> but he didn't. Um, so, uh, but yeah, man, it's um, yeah, I, I was up and down writing. So it's like I couldn't get a good assessment of the match itself. I mean, but. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of all over the place a little bit, right? Well, I, you know, it's the the young
1: bucks have a lot going on. You know, they they both got this like very Shawn Michaels kind of a look, like heel Shawn Michaels smarminess.
0: ninety three, uh, which Michael. I
1: yes, which I love. But then, it, like, if they could just adhere to like some of the basic tenets of wrestling psychology, uh, the matches would be way more entertaining. Um, where, as opposed to like just this, cra- this train crash, like, it, you know how Russo used to do what was called like shock TV, Vince Russo would call it shock TV, bro. where it's yeah. just like, he's just trying to shock people all the time. Well, that's what they're doing as wrestlers is like this whole, like just train crash. Like you can't look away, you know, a hideous situation. And it's like, no psychology. It has like, this is the wrestling version of, of Jerry Springer. Hey, Jim agrees with you. I agree with the degenerate brother, kind of a whole D'Angelo. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> is that is that James Peter Miller the Dominic?
0: <laughs> Why is that? I think it is. <laughs> oh,
1: what a what a garbage human!
0: Man, you want to talk about degenerate? That's one. of Yeah. Oh move. boy,
1: we could really. The rest of the podcast could just focus on him, Dom.
0: <laughs> Man, what a heel turn that would be too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, let's move along. Uh damn strong promo by FTR and Spears and by Wardlow, by the way, who yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's
0: ever done a promo, has he? He's done a promo before, but I tell you what, I like Are you sure? Oh yeah, I've seen him do a promo before. He did one um I think when they were at the dinner table backstage the one time where Sean Spears got aggressive, like with the waitress or waiter. I think he cut a promo. I know that. Oh, it was when they're all sitting down. You know, uh, and they got kind of flack for like, hey, why aren't they out in the ring? You know, they should have done that out in the ring when they addressed everybody. I think that's when Wardlow did. But let me tell you, like, you know, those promos, like Dawson, I am not Dawson, holy shit. Dax had uh, a lot of time on the mic in comparison to the other guys, but he was really good. Uh, but who really made me, like, lean forward in my chair was Wardlow, like, during that segment. I thought he was, he's got such a good voice and, really strong presence already starting out. So um, yeah. I, I think
1: you could, you could argue that Dax is a stronger promo than MJF. Uh, MJF of course is always good, always good on the mic, but Dax, when he gets on, he's got like very clear points that he hits and uh, he's very concise. And I just, I really like what he does as a promo. Um, his partner cash also awesome. I mean, everybody did a great job. Sean Spears did awesome. You know, it was just, it was a good segment until Dominic, uh we we decided that we were going to beat the shit out of a limo uh then then dominic uh things went a little bit off the rails because first of all it's very derivative right derivative of of the uh the attitude era shit where it's like we're pouring cement into Vince McMahon's uh vehicle and stuff but then (laughs) Chris Jericho gingerly hitting (laughs) this thing because he was afraid of the glass spraying around um yeah that was that was a rough scene you know it it kind of got cool at the end when uh when what's his face there uh the big guy there uh hager yeah <laughs> jake hager when he drove the uh the forklift into it i was like okay that was cool that was a cool visual but like up until then it was just like chris jericho's like hitting it and sort of like turning away <laughs> and it was just like dude just don't even do it then they're like <laughs> Or like Tony Khan, let's spring for like sugar glass, sugar glass or window, something. yeah. So yeah. we don't have to be terrified of damaging our eyes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's or like hell,
0: like put get them having just wear goggles, like you know, they could they could make a moment of putting Yeah, like glasses. why not like it, that would even be fine. Like have Jericho like flick
1: open some goggles and like put them on his eyes, and yeah. then he could just go to town on this thing. But you could watch tell he was the- terrified about getting glass in his eyes. So well, he probably kept it.
0: thinking all he was probably thinking about was like, Jesus, Goldberg punching the fucking window 20 years ago. Like Goldberg <laughs> punching the window was better, better TV. Yeah, but geez, he fucking was out for how long? It really almost, almost bled to death, but yeah. TV. that's what i'm saying so jericho's probably thinking about that shit <laughs> <laughs> sugar
1: glass it's not that sugar expensive glass. um so yeah uh that that kind of like blew the end of the uh the segment but you know it's been fun it's looking like we're heading into singles matches between the members of the pinnacle and the members of the inner circle so uh, the
0: match next week
1: yeah, yeah. So we're heading into those rematches. Looks like uh, Wardlow and Hager. Are they doing like an octagon cage match, That's like, like old school marks. Lions
0: Den? Lions Den, the, akin to, jeez, uh, uh, Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. Yes, yeah. Oh. So I, I think that, that
1: should be a lot of fun. Uh, he, Stephen Chambers, the limo is heading to the Briscoe Body Shop. I think that limo is fucked um dom that was a weird
0: pre-tape between sting and darby allen was it not uh a little bit i kind of liked how sting Sting ended up reacting at the end end. i'm getting feedback from you on your end um but yeah i at first i was like this is kind of weird i don't know but then how just sting was just like yeah you want me out i'm out it's okay man like i kind of like that you know it was a little like stilted I think at some points but overall I did kind of like it just stings reaction I think
1: I'm not a fan of scripted pro wrestling promos but I think those could too could have used a direction there because it felt it felt aimless it felt like improv in in the bad way like when you you want to get up and leave an improv show <laughs> um so yeah it was it, it wasn't good I, I think that they recovered fine but it was like they were sort of like talking over each other and uh it was just it was just weird it was it came off very weird i mean we
0: weren't we weren't really in tune with uh sting in the early early 90s like we knew who he was and stuff like that but like mostly we first became associated with sting during you know crow era uh for lack of better time but um i don't know is this like the best kind of mic work that sting has gone have you do you think like overall I
1: don't know. I think you could argue it. Uh, They sort of took the mic away from Sting during the Crow era, and I I sort of liked it more. I did like it like Um, that. And and when he first came to AEW, like, he just came out, and it was like that death stare from Sting, and the snow's falling. It was like, this This is awesome. Like, I was pumped up about it. Uh, So, I don't know. I sort of prefer Sting not talking. Not anything against his promo ability, but it's like, you know, he's this dark, brooding character, much like The Undertaker, where it's just like he's so much better as, like, this just silent – I think,
0: I think that Sting has this, I think him doing what he's doing on the mic is, is good for him because it does give the the whole act more longevity. Like, and I think he's, I just think he's coming across, across for the most part, I mean, like with this uh, pre-tape segment, the exception, pretty polished, I think.
1: Uh, yeah i mean to your point eventually he has to talk i'm just saying like if i had been directing that segment and we like stopped rolling tape after that one i'd be like well, let's do it again let's do it again guys <laughs> um so dom let's jump into uh one of the most anticipated matches of the night how about uh miro versus evil uno uh so dominic jr immediately called miro out uh initially on not being serious Uh, When he first came in, like like right at the top of the match, he was like, you know, Miro wasn't serious initially, but now he's really coming into his own. And it's like, leave it to good old JR to just fucking splash a cold glass of truth water right in your face.
0: (laughs) Uh, He said something last week that I was like, when we forgot to bring it up, I can't remember what it was, but he said something that was like, damn, JR is laying the hammer down. I can't remember what it was. He always does, man. And Uh it's like
1: I—he's kind of at the point where it's like I think he signed a guaranteed contract. He's making great money. He's like, I'm just gonna say whatever the fuck I want, whatever
0: the fuck I feel, because it's like, Uh, hey, at that point where it's like Austin though, like Austin, you know, has said on his podcast, like when he's dealing with like WWE stuff and certain things like that, he's like, hey, I'm at a point in my life. Like where I can, I've made my career. He's like I'm able. I can say what I want, basically.
1: He's he's not he's not trying to get any more money. You know, Jim Cornette said recently on his podcast, like you, name the amount of money. I don't think you could get Stone Cold to come out of retirement. You could say like fifty million dollars, and he'd probably be like, nah. You know, it's like he's good. He's financially set for the rest of his life. Dominic, let's circle back real quick. Stephen Chambers saying Darby versus Sky and Paige handicap
0: match next week. I believe that we may see a surprise. What do you think, Dom? I think. I think he's right. I think because like Darby just being like, ah, I'm going to be go handicapped. Like I can I get the character of Darby doing that. That is one part I did not like about this segment was just the setup of that. It's basically I, I get that's kind of who Darby is, but also be like, you know, I think Darby should be been like, all right, yeah, I'll find So I got somebody, <laughs> you know, it's not a big deal. Like I'll find somebody, even if he didn't have somebody at, like from a character standpoint at that point. I think I would appreciate it more if he was just like, yeah, I'll get somebody. (laughs) You know, (laughs) just just for shits and
1: gigs, Dom, uh, who if he's going to have some kind of a surprise entrant as his partner, who is
0: it? Uh, Lance Archer
1: said that last week. Oh, okay, that's right. Well, I think that that's a good selection. Who else? You know, we could say Tommy N, but he's got a 90 day no
0: compete, right? Yes. So he's not he's not in the running for it. Yeah. Uh, Uh, The only uh, person that didn't have a 90 day no compete was Andrade. Uh, Dom Jimsky, how long before Darby versus Sting?
1: Uh, we have to see it, right?
0: I don't think it's going to happen. Why? It's Why, do you want it? Why did, do you want to see that happen? I don't necessarily want to see that yep. happen. Absolutely. For the same reason that
1: I want to see the Undertaker versus Sting.
0: I, because, no, I, I don't. Because have these
1: see two see guys it. who are running parallel as far as like their characters and careers are concerned. Uh, so like they're, they keep running parallel. Eventually you want to see them cross each other, right?
0: No, I don't want to see it. I well, don't. Do I think that's. Silly. I I no why I think it's like I think it's cooler that they're they're friends. Well, like why can't they always be friends? <laughs> yeah. I I don't want to see a feud between Darby and Sting at all ever. I just you wouldn't don't. you wouldn't like that. No, I just I think there's other younger guys that Sting could feud with. Um, they can they don't always have to be together. Like they don't always have to be an ally, but they can you know, just be uh, indirect friends for like that that cross paths once in a while. Like I just like that idea. Oh, hey, here's a good uh, suggestion too. Stephen Chambers says Davy Boy Smith Jr. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, yeah, I would. I'd love thing.
1: to see him in it. You no, know, but but something I've been pitching for a while, and I'll, I'll pitch it again here while we're fantasy booking is like I really like the idea of other second generation wrestlers coming together against Cody Rhodes in a heel fashion and saying like, "Look, I you keep saying that there's more than one royal family in wrestling. It's not just the McMahons. It's the Rhodes, too. Well, f- well, screw you, dude, because like my family started wrestling too." You know, like you, you, let's say Joe Hennig, let's say Davy Boy Smith Jr. Like it, it would be cool to see all these guys band together and say like, you know what, Cody, like you are not the only f- Royal family in wrestling. You know, you, you try. I'm to sure act be that. We need it. We need it. We've got Brian Pillman Jr. We've got, uh, Gene An- you- G- Brock Anderson brock anderson we've got uh billy son. the list goes on on and on and it's like it, it, that would be such a fun faction wouldn't it of just like strictly made of second generation wrestlers saying like no 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 you are not the the royal family my family's a royal
0: family i think like i don't mind factions like i think people there's a point to be made that like there's too many factions there certainly is a point but i really don't mind factions because like i mean if you're in wrestling and you're in a group like you're gonna make friends you're gonna have alliances so i don't necessarily think a faction is necessarily a bad thing but i also think that like you know that we've had that with legacy and uh you know uh just second generational talent kind of aligned before i don't know if we necessarily need like a a straight up faction or like even an alliance, I would like to see almost like, not like it's in a in a certain way like Hogan had to slay dragons and like different big men heels, like so he'd come across Earthquake, he'd come across King Kong Bundy, he would come across Andre the Giant, the list goes on of people he would feud with. If Cody went up against guys in that vein like a Joe Henning and like Brian Pillman Jr. Maybe like where it kind of does go with that. Like people do have a chip on their shoulder. I think I'd be kind of more in tune with that than maybe a, an actual faction going up against Cody where it's just like, I don't know. A, a faction's got more, more future to it, doesn't it? A faction does have, but a faction too, like you're solely putting those guys together because they're going after Cody. That doesn't seem conducive to their maybe that could be how they start it doesn't have to be how they end I don't know I'd like to see him kick the tires on the
1: idea uh let's do a couple quick uh responses here Dom and then let's let's talk about Miro and Evil Uno uh my name is Jeff is saying I'd want to see them fight but at the end of the day I don't know if Sting could go uh the same pace as Darby because of how fast Darby is compared to Sting uh Dom I I think that that's the point is that you've got a guy like Darby this is Taylor's as oldest as time with wrestling right where you've got this older competitor and you put him in the ring with a guy who's younger and is willing to take bumps for him um, and it, t- it, it kind of takes it kind of show it takes away from the fact that Sting is not where he used to be right as as uh, from a physicality standpoint so i i think that that's why they're the perfect mar- marriage in a wrestling ring
0: i i just don't I don't have any interest in seeing it. I just don't. Um, I think Darby, I think that uh, Jeff here makes a point. Like, I think it's, you could do that. Like Darby could do that, but I just don't, I don't think there's any really interest for me. And, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of fans would want to see that either. I think there's just more legs in them being friends and them fighting each other. Um, I mean, have them fight Cody sometime down the road. They tease that way at the beginning when Sting first showed up, you know, sure. um, I'm game. Stuff I don't like, know. It,
1: I I don't see why Darby's off limits for you though. It's weird, Dominic. Much like uh, when Scott Hall and Kevin
0: Nash feuded. Yeah. Did uh, you want to see it, Marcus? That's my point. Did you want to see Scott Hall and Kevin Nash feud? I no, I didn't. Exactly. That's my point. But uh, you can't compare these two with them. Why can't you? They're friends. We like and, them as friends. It's different. There's no, no. It's not. It's not different. They're friends. They were in
1: the click together, Dom. There was no click with Sting no. and, and Darby. There is,
0: there is a click.
1: Ah, uh, Stephen Chambers, who will be Miro's next opponent? I'd like to see Hangman. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Hangman. I'd, I mean, there's there's a huge variety as long as they continue to position Miro the way they have been. And I'm talking for a long time where it's just like, okay, who's next? And destroy him. Who's next? I, off
0: top of my head, I'd like to see somebody like Brian Pillman. Like Junior, I know he's in a tag team, but like I think you could build a pretty good feud between him and Brian Pillman Jr. and tell a story. And like it's just a, it's just a moment in time for Pillman again, where it's just right. like, okay, come on I, 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 I'll I'll put his journey, stop on his journey, basically. That's that's the issue that I see
1: with Hangman is that like Hangman is really trending upward, and you kind of take a piss on the fire of Hangman Page uh, when you pair him with somebody like Miro if you're doing things right, because right. Miro it should be this unstoppable force for a long time to come. Uh, And if you pair him with Hangman, you know, could could wind up being an issue for you down the road. Yeah. All right. So, Dominic, uh, let's let's talk about Evil Uno and Miro. I'm sorry, but Evil Uno should have barely been able to compete in the ring with Miro. And yes, Miro had the advantage throughout most of the match, but it should have been a straight up squash. In my opinion, where where uh, Evil Uno gets a little bit of offense, but uh, Miro just winds up
0: wiping the floor with him. I kind of, I do agree with you. I think like, I think what would have been the really cool moment would have been like where Uno managed to dump uh Mira out of the ring. Like that was kind of, that could have been like his sole offense. Like was a KG move. He got, he got a little bit better Miro there, but then Miro just comes in and kind of wrecks him more. Um, and I did like the finish. Like I liked that dark order came out to cheer Uno on it. Like, built that like connection that like not only did they talk about Brody but they talk you know the friendship that those guys have with one another so them coming out and cheering him on and then seeing him lose like that submit you know it it added some uh heelishness to Miro and some more some tone some tone to the end of the match i think
1: Dominic um, how heavily influences the dark order by the movie the goonies <laughs> you've got like, this you group the Brothers? <laughs> you've got you've got this like group of dudes who are just like a bunch of nerds which is why they're called the goonies right and it's just like they're kind of rallying around this like one jock guy <laughs> which is like <laughs> Gangman Beach,
0: like jock <laughs> roland <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: and so like they come out and it's supposed to be that moment in like the goonies where it's like yeah hey, we're, we're coming together you know we get together we can face down anything and the mirror is just like uh and he's like breaks Evil so Uno's he's like back. Mama
0: Fratelli? Is that who Miro is in this?
1: You're pretty much, except you know the heel went over. Yeah. Um, they got to bring Cindy Lauper. Uh, let's get Cindy Lauper involved in this, Dom. I mean, she who has wrestling history. <laughs> she has wrestling history. Bring her in.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dominic,
0: let's now I've got let's I got to How about
1: Kenny I'm Omega up. in that suit. Every week, dude, he looks more and more like Miami Vice, like Coke dealer. You're frozen right now. <laughs> There, I'm you are. there you are. You're oh, back. Okay. Uh, every week, though, he looks more like Don Johnson. So just like doing a line of coke. Uh, and like, I love it. I love this version of Kenny Omega. Honestly, it has been the best that he's been on national TV, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he's pretty good. I, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's uh, a whole lot different I can say from week in and week out about Kenny. I think, you know, he uh, patronizing Jungle Boy stuff like that it was really well done. And, um yeah, I just think he adds a lot of uniqueness to, you know, what he says and stuff like that is pretty – it's funny, and it's also like, yeah, you, but it's championship material too in a lot of ways, you know. I don't think it plays too much to him being – you know, he's got comedy to him, and he can get a little more serious, but I don't think it's necessarily needs that. I think him with Don Callis kind of, like, balances out the comedy in a way, in a strange way, because they're both funny. But it's also like you want to see them both get punched in the mouth.
1: I think uh, AEW kind of showed their hand a little bit uh, at the end of the segment because, uh, you know, Kenny Omega is very clearly caught uh, in that snare trap where it's like, okay, uh, uh, you know, Jungle Boy gets the advantage against Kenny Omega. To me, that's a clear indication that, you know, when they do finally meet, uh, Omega will go over in the match. You know, because he's like putting he's putting him in this position where it's like, hey, he could beat me at any moment, which is why it makes more sense for Omega to go over in the match. Yeah. But uh, you know, that's of course the right call. And I yeah. I expect a barn burner of a
0: match. Marcus, I am standing by this. And I, I even will go as far as predicting it. Uh Jungle Boy will kick out of the one winged angel. Oh wow, what a statement, Dominic. That's what? my statement. That's
1: my that's prediction. Statement. That's my prediction. Uh, Dom, my name is Jeff, is saying I swear Kenny is AEW's version of Seth Rollins.
0: So Seth was – I don't know how Seth necessarily is right now as a heel because to be forthright, I don't really watch SmackDown. He wears a lot of those suits. Maybe that's what he's referring to, and that's kind of the thing. Uh, Seth is a good heel. Now, um, I think he was really hampered by being tied to the authority several years back. I did not like that aspect of it, and um, but I do think he was a good heel, and he can be a good heel. I also don't like the Messiah, the Monday Night Messiah that just did not tie in well with him. Just not good. Penny, uh, I think, boy, who's a better heel? I think I think Penny's a better heel. I really do. I mean, like, Seth's great, don't get me wrong, but he's also under the con- confines of adhering to WWE's way of handling things, and I think that it, automatically you're built in with a handicap with that. I think that's just the issue overall you know if you're a a WWE star in comparison to a star in mlw or AEW or even impact to an extent uh speaking of which uh this tomorrow oh tonight tonight geez i gotta cover this tonight is impact against all odds and uh, kenny omega will be defending the impact world title against moose marcus how much you know moose
1: Uh, very little. I'm familiar with him, uh, familiar with him enough to know that Kenny Omega is going to go over.
0: I agree with you. Um, I like Impact as a show. Uh, it's a fun show. I even look for, I look forward to covering it every week, actually, because it's just a, it's a nice little, like, just an easy show to cover, but it's also like, there's good characters. There's like good matches. Uh, everything's relatively like Scott Moore does a very good job there. I'm not a big fan of Moose. I'm just not. I don't think he's got – and that's like an issue, I think, in Impact is like they have all these good stars, great stars that they can really build behind, like W. Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cass. uh, Joe Doring, All Japan Wrestling, who's got like this Jake Roberts slash Stan Hansen slash like you name it, ass kicker, big hoss kind of look. They have these guys, Jake something, uh, Chris Bay, Willie Mack. I love Willie Mack. Brian Myers, one of the most underrated hands in wrestling. Right, and I, I don't think they're utilizing him to this, the fullest potential either. But they they decide to hook themselves up with and put promote guys to a level like Moose, where they've tried him already. They've he's got a look about him, and that's it. Like, and he's athletic. Okay, he is athletic too. I'll give him that. But just Moose is not an engaging guy. And like, I was really bummed that they had like this these qualifying matches to to determine who the number one contender was for this for the title and uh, Moose beat James storm. And what would have been a better main event for impact wrestling? Who was more synonymous with impact, right? Like overall at this point than James storm, like James storm versus Kenny Omega would have been very intriguing of a match to have in comparison to Kenny Omega versus Moose and Moose. Yeah. I I'm with you. Like you don't watch impact. But I'm with you. I, I don't think Moose wins this thing. But next up, it looks like they're building Sammy Callahan, another guy that they've done with already. I just – I would like to see Impact either at this moment in time, have an established name associated with Impact go against Kenny Omega, then or get somebody new there, like a Trey Miguel or, you know, somebody to to put on a really, really good show because – honestly uh, moose is not engaging as a per- personality to me uh
1: he does not convey- I'm, I'm very hung up on brian myers not just because i do enjoy his podcast but also because like he's a really strong worker like he you can tell this guy's had many many years of experience in the ring and like let me tell you dude instantly if i found out kenny omegas uh defending the title against brian myers i'm tuning in
0: yeah yeah i mean and brian myers is good like he's Like, he does have a personality. I like his, like, most professional wrestler kind of thing. But he's, like, doing, like, this mid-card kind of thing on Impact right now where he's, like, protegeing – or Sam Bill is his protege. And, like, he's just acting like a heel. Like, there's nothing, like – you know, where I think there's more upswing. Like, they could – that's another guy they could really have built more around when bringing him in. Like Yeah, they've got to give him more. It's, it's, it's very head scratching. Like it's, like I said, impact's a good product. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy covering it. I enjoy the stars that are in it, but I'm just like, what are you doing in the main event picture with all this stuff? Because it's just, there's so much potential there and it's not being utilized. And it just seems like something that's uh, hampered impact for eras on end, whether that's the Dixie Carter era, certain things like that. Like where you get like, they don't put the t- right guys at the top you know it's well just, you know i dom i think you gave me a good transition here because we're talking about
1: underutilized talent let's talk a little bit uh, a little bit about layla hirsch
0: um yeah. good lord she is awesome oh my gosh she's great man i mean she's great wait that and that's what made me tweet that tweet yesterday you did you see the tweet i made about like the list of the women all the women that are in the division? oh yes yes i did so, like that's what made me sparked i was like dude layla hirsch is great like she's a star that you can put in that picture and you know, another, and she looks different than everybody else. She wrestles different than everybody else. It's just like, um, she's another person that you can showcase in the women's division. And there was feedback I got from that tweet saying like, Oh, I like four of those people and that's it. Or like, you know, that that kind of thing where it's just like, they already like dismiss it all where like, I don't know how you really could with a lot of all the majority of those names are great. like, so, rock solid names that have their own unique personas and you know that there's an opportunity for them to build a women's division around just those names in general and there's more that i didn't even mention in that thing too
1: you know the the fact that she's as small as she is and she's still able to have so much credibility really speaks to like her ring skills um like she seems like she would tap you out um yeah. and so it's just she's she's really entertaining very engaging um, you know, of course, Nyla Rose was going to go over in this match, of course, but, um, it you know, somebody like Layla Hirsch, you could take her and insert her into the main event against somebody like Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, and she will perform.
0: What a feud that would be too, like, um, oh, like, just,
1: so let's just picture this for a second. Britt Baker, uh, constantly trying to lock on the lockjaw against somebody who's a submission specialist like Layla Hirsch.
0: Yeah, there's I mean, a story right there. And you build, like, Layla Hirsch obviously doesn't have to go over. You, it's just a way to build Britt Baker over more, you know? But it's like, that's another, like, she's, a, it's almost like the Brian Pillman comparison I made, where it's like a just stop on her journey that we're going to see. Um, yeah, man. Like, uh, she was great. How about the German suplex she did on Nyla Rose?
1: Oh, my God. Awesome. Unbelievable. She put her in this very cool looking, like, arm bar at one point, too uh where it's like you know if I didn't you know already know basically that we're on the way to uh I'm sorry uh uh, Britt Baker Nyla Nyla Rose and Britt Baker Baker. yeah if I didn't know that I'd I'd have been like oh man this is a good tap out moment here you know she's got her hooked um Jim Dominic is
0: saying Impact doesn't have anyone on the same level as Kenny Omega I have to agree who is yeah that's that's an issue and they, they don't and like that's the shame of it all because they have these stars like Jake. Something, dude, he's got like this a look and a presence like where he, they put him as cousin Jake for this longest time where he was partnered up with Cody Deaner and like they just were like this hick comedy tag team where it's like why wouldn't you really like build a guy like that up over the course of months and you know instead of like put, putting him in this comedy tag team where he would job out and stuff like that like they have these guys where it's just like. If you put the time and effort in behind them, you'd have these stars that you could just plug into that, and it'd be like, hey, it would obviously I don't think it would be to the level of a Kenny Omega, but it'd be something that would be like, that's an intriguing matchup I have to watch. Now, like, but yeah, it's it, Jim's exactly right for once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, don't don't listen to Jim Dominic, he's a heel. You're, uh <laughs> Dominic Jim, oh for crying out loud, I'm all Jeez. screwed up. Jeez. I am all screwed up. Um, so Dominic, uh, last thing I really have to talk about, if you have any other topics you want to touch on by all means, but the last thing I wanted to say is man, powerhouse ops is awesome. Uh, that main event, uh, he's the one who was really jumping off the screen to me, like just unbelievable look, great size. Um, and like, you know, does he need uh, maybe a little bit more polish? Sure. Uh, but like he's one of those guys, man, you could take him and insert him into any era of wrestling and he'd be a star. Um, oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Great I mean, pickup. Great look. Um, it's pretty awesome. Good
0: at this moment in time too, I would say.
1: Yep. Uh, trending upward in my mind. I mean, you know, let's, let's just for a moment, picture all, all the fun that we could have with him.
0: Uh Oh, Mark, you froze now. Uh Oh, well, if you can, guys can still hear me. Uh, I think, yeah, that whole ending segment in the match uh, it just creates more intrigue for Brian Cage uh, turning babyface and um, like the feud going on. Oh, there you are. You're you back. You. Okay, yeah, I watched right. you. I don't know which one of us. So I just kept on talking. <laughs> so, did, so did I, kind of. Okay, so they'll hear one side of the conversation at least. Um, what were you saying? Go ahead, Marcus. I was just saying that uh,
1: that somebody like Powerhouse Hobbs. It's you know essentially the point I'm trying to get to is sky's the limit um you know he's he's unlimited potential and uh let's just stop for a moment and picture like some of the the great feuds that you could have with him you know like credible opponent for cody Rhodes, credible opponent for miro you know just really a lot of fun you could have down the road with him
0: that's the neat thing about aw and i think it kind of goes a little understated Is like there's a lot of those guys that you're like man i would like to see that guy pair up with that guy or this guy go with this guy and like they don't pull that trigger once in a while they will like you'll see something happen but there's so many intriguing matchups that you don't even think about and the roster is so big so i mean both a pro and a con with that but i mean like there's the intrigue of like man i'd like to see you know uh i'm just trying to think of somebody pull somebody out of thin air like a ricky starks go up against um uh, a stick you know somebody like that you know which is like i'd like to see that so there's those options like where you can move those chess pieces around or you know and see how that all lines up um yeah man i like but I, what i was saying i think it was a good segment too like you know uh it, obvi- like from a main event it kind of makes sense like it being like a late night dynamite like it wasn't like a huge huge giveaway nothing really defining certainly happened or anything like that but like we're seeing a brian cage face turn basically is what we're getting so yeah
1: i mean you know that, that's been clear uh certainly made clear uh the uh, last night um, and, you know, they've been they've been nudging us in that direction here for, for weeks now. So I'm I'm happy with it. I want to see how they handle it. I uh, want to see what the ceiling is for him. I uh, want to see what the ceiling is like for Lance Archer, who came out and had a much-needed win in a squash match. Um, I, was,
0: I was really expecting more, to be honest. Like, not just a squash match. I was expecting him to cut a promo or something like that. I would like to see a promo. What is
1: the direction for him at this point? I can't think of it.
0: Just a baby face. I think... Again, I think it would be good to pair him with uh, Darby Allen, And you know what? Maybe Darby Allen goes out without a partner, but who comes out to help him out is Lance Archer, you know, and then you get something cooking there. I think you, you have those three sting Darby and Archer, like kind of align with one another. And then you got something going, I think a little bit. And then Jake maybe finds himself bitter and angry and he pairs up with a heel. All right. Well, hey, I'm I'm on board. Uh, my name is Jeff.
1: I like Impact, but I just think that they need some more like fan favorites, people like A.J. Styles, Samoa Joe, Rob Van Dam. I think so too. Um, you know, getting a guy like A.J. Styles probably impossible. Samoa Joe on the cusp. Um, RVD Rob Van Dam. Is a possibility, like yeah, RVD is a possibility. I know he's got a good relationship with Impact. He was just there not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's you know how, that
0: would have been a way intriguing more match like at Slammiversary? <laughs> no. Robin Dam versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll t- I'm tuning in to that match without a doubt. Right? Uh, Steven saying, how about Brian Cage versus Hobbs?
0: I mean, it's you know the obvious, but I think that's joy. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah it has to happen. Sharks is hurt right now, so he can't he can't wrestle at this moment in time. So maybe the first person he'll go up against is Hobbs,
1: you know? Yeah, and I, uh, you know clearly Brian Cage is going to be clashing with Team Taz, and you know getting him
0: uh, cross ring from Hobbs. Come on, come on now, yeah. Uh, Archer, just it is kind of funny uh, him just like beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah, what did cross-ring. he have like a plane to catch? Like why he just like whoops this he, dude just that, he didn't and he, want like, to talk and, like uh, really. Yeah, <laughs> he just immediately leaves. Marcus, uh, do you remember the wrestler's name that he fought? No. Chandler Hopkins, he wrestled in AEW, uh, not AEW, MLW. I actually really like him. He's a good, he got a good look, and uh, he's he's a good talent. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's
1: uh, any any time you get on national TV, it's a good thing. Maybe maybe his career is going to progress as a result. Hey,
0: we saw Zicky Dice. He jobbed uh, Lance Archer on on uh, Dark. I just interviewed. Uh, Zicky Dice is great. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: Dominic, uh, that's going to do it as far as I'm concerned for this week. Do you want to get into Meltzer ratings and MVPs? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marcus, what's your Meltzer rating? Yeah, we call it a Meltzer rating. He does out a five. I do out of 10. Uh, so this week, Dominic, it's a little underwhelming, got to say. It wasn't horrible. Just wasn't anything all that special. You know, I'm, I'm not looking to have like a crazy debut. I'm not looking to have, you know, insane, ridiculous storylines. But I am looking for like it's a quality pro wrestling program. So this week it was like a little column A, a little column B. I'm going to call it a
0: 5.2 this week, though. That's not that's not bad. How you rate things, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. Um, all right, do you have an MVP in mind? Yeah,
1: you know, I think I've got to just go ahead and, and uh, go with the person that keeps jumping out of me here, and that's Layla Hirsch. Uh, the, you know, she did the job. She's trying to get Nyla Rose over uh, on her way to uh, to Britt Baker, but, like, the, as far as wrestling and ring skills and ring presence are concerned, you know, she, she kind of stole the stage.
0: Yeah. You know what? Um, she was somebody that came to mind. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I could really choose. I mean, Um,
1: I, I could have said easily Angelico or, uh, Christian. Um, you know, the, those two, it was the best match of the night. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's Layla Hirsch you know she she showed out man every time that that
0: red light goes on she gives her best and it shows yeah you know what um i think i'm going to have to go with you too i think Layla Hirsch is mine as well i just like yeah dude it's it's like we don't we haven't seen her in a while but when we do see her she always puts on something that's really eye catching
1: yep she so. she gives her best every single opportunity that she has um so it's, i i think very very future for her
0: Mark, what do you g- expect for next week uh, with the sit down with Andrade and Jr. Anything uh, that you think that they should convey or get across real quick? I don't know.
1: You know, my mind goes to uh, Jr. Sitting down with Mick Foley, Mick Foley attacking him at the end. Uh, I'm not sure if Jr. That. Is willing willing to let any shit like that happen anymore. But you know, it's it depends on how we want to position Andrade. I mean, we're we're putting him with Vicky Guerrero, so got to be a heel uh he's sitting down with a baby face announcer so it's like eh, something should happen
0: what would be a good first feud for andrade
1: in aw um as like an actual long-term feud or just like a good opener match to kind of introduce the audience
0: let's okay if he, you're just talking about a one-off match where he like gets over real quick i'm not talking about that let's say just an initial feud to start off. Doesn't have to be long term, but maybe over the course of several weeks to a month or so to be like that, where he gets uh, he works with a uh, program with somebody.
1: I think I think everybody's natural inclination is going to be Kenny Omega, but I don't know. Um, about that,
0: though. They're both heels,
1: I'm thinking right? He that's that's why it doesn't make sense. And also, we want to take a take a little time and, and build toward it. But um, it, to me, it's got to be Hangman Page.
0: I think that's a good one, but then who are you going to put over? Got to be
1: Andrade. He's new to the territory.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if that's, that is very much a good one, then, if that's the case, because you want to. I, well,
1: nice. yeah. Page is, Page is trending upward, but he can continue to, especially if they have like a, an incredible match and Andrade beats him uh, in a nefarious manner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's a tough one, man. That's a real tough one. I don't know who I'd put him against uh, at this moment in time. I just don't
1: but oh. you know that that whole like who goes over thing isn't that what what makes great wrestling program it's yeah you like, know
0: what i mean you could maybe nah i was gonna say you could have them like kind of feud with like the yeah no now that i really think about that no i was gonna say like from a talent working standpoint i would say like trent would be a good one but then it's just like those are guys are comedy best friends are comedy and i don't think you want to associate andrade with a comedy act starting nope. up i mean look at what happened with miro
1: like, oh, I, honestly, I think Hangman Page is kind of the only answer for an initial feud. It's good in the same way that uh, the first John Cena versus The Rock was good because it's like, uh, OK, but who goes over here? This mega star that's come back to WWE or this guy who they're trying to shove down people's throats is like, you know, the, the baby face face of the company.
0: Here you, you go. Know. Steven so- Chambers says Pillman Jr. I think that's a good one, too.
1: Sure, I, I think that they'd have a good match. I think that that's more of a match that's like Andrade, uh, showing people what he's capable of on his way. But I think to somebody do. like Hangman Page,
0: but what I'm saying is like, as a program, initial program, you can do that over the course of like a couple weeks or a few weeks and, and get a story out of it. Hey, there I, you go, I'm Andrade,
1: Andrade versus Pac. How about Andrade versus oh, yeah. uh, versus uh, what's his name, Ray Phoenix. Penta? Oh, Penta, yeah, right, Phoenix,
0: or Penta. That's a good one, that's true. Uh huh. So I mean there are a lot face of Latinos directions. maybe Marcus that might be the what's going to happen is cuz you think about the like how they've the doing that video package that they did and stuff like that face of the Latinos was part of that whole shtick there so um that could definitely be in the mix is uh feud initial with Penta
1: Yeah the either way man I'm looking forward to it I think it's going to be a lot of fun AEW uh you know even even on a 5.2 week like this week it's still the best wrestling on television so uh yeah it's I'm I'm happy with the program and I I look forward to it every week.
0: Yeah, me too man. Like that's the thing is like so many people and I get it. I get it that like people like are being like okay, there's a lot this is wrestling is just not what it used to be kind of thing. Like I I kind of get I do get that. Like and certainly there's some stuff that can be tightened up and like could be corrected, but honestly this is a good wrestling show. Like I don't think that I mean, like, you can make arguments where there's flaws. Obviously, there's flaws. But overall, it's just, like, it's a good wrestling show to tune into. It's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, there's ca- people you can get behind that you want to root for and see see them go further. Where you can't really, a lot of the times, you can't say that for WWE. It's just, like, you cannot say that for babyfaces because they can't book babyfaces. Right? But Absolutely. AEW, like, they got some great babyfaces.
1: You know? No question about it. No mm-hmm. question about it. And, you know, I expect, you know, they've gotten better. Uh, you know where they are now and where they were in like let's say early 2020, late 2019, even uh, night and day as far as like quality. So uh, you know they're they're improving week after week, and man, it's I I see huge huge things in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Rampage coming up, and uh, just different aspects like that. I think um, you know it's all going to be a trial and error process. See what sticks, see what doesn't. You know, Marcus, you always made the the WCW comparisons of like, you know, hey, they're in like 94 WCW right now or 95 WCW. They're getting to like this point. Like, you can see like kind of things developing. It's good. I think those are pretty good analogies because, like, I was talking to, hey, Degenerate Jim on YouTube. I was talking to him uh, a couple days ago, and we were saying, like, hey, you go back and watch those Attitude Era shows, like a Raw, there's a lot of bad shit on there. Like, a lot of them aren't good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even, like, WCW in his prime, when I was a mega fan, I've gone back and watched them I've been like,
0: boy, like, three out of four segments sucked just now. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, like, you're going to get that with every wrestling show you watch, no matter what era it's out of and no matter uh, how, when you grew up. It's just, like, that's just part of it. Um, you know,
1: here's here's, and I've said it before, I'll say it again now, is, like, the way that you kind of nudge people over the edge as far as, like, gaining viewership. You got to spend the money. Uh, so, like, spend the money and bring in bringing somebody like CM Punk, uh, and just watch, watch the numbers inflate, man. They will. If and you
0: stay steady, that's the thing. You stay steady. Say what WWE can polish that turd as much as they want, and like they can make as much money as they want, and they do make a lot of money, and they do make a lot of revenue, and they do have like these ties with Sports Illustrated and all of these like big name markets and, you know, what have you. And obviously they're on primetime television. But the fact of the matter is there's been an erosion over the course of the better part of 15 years, almost at this point, where it's like, no question three hour Raws for over a decade at this point, nonstop where indecisive booking fans have fans have left. There's no denying that. And that doesn't matter if you're in the streaming era or not. Fans have left and, a good deal of those aren't coming back. And a lot of
1: the fans that were just super into the WWE network because of trying to relive nostalgia. Now they've been turned away because of the turn to Peacock. (laughs) peacock. Yeah. yeah, You know, WWE clearly doesn't care about their fans. They don't care about the history of wrestling. They care about money. AEW on the other hand, this is a passion project for Tony Khan. And you can tell
0: Marcus. I, I cannot deny though. I am very intrigued by in your house this week. Uh, tomorrow well, sure they're
1: bringing back todd pentingale you know i think
0: hendrix marcus the million dollar titles on the line
1: nxt dom is is run by triple h and you can tell
0: yeah yeah it's a fun show yeah. uh, i guess we have to touch upon this because this makes the news uh do you hear what triple h said about the women's division
1: yeah he said uh wwe is better than anybody's
0: and that uh everybody wants to go to wwe <laughs>
1: It's the just bullshit. He's just being a company guy, you know. Of course, yeah. uh, I would say that Britt Baker. If you offered her a massive WWE contract right now, she'd be like, eh, "I'm good."
0: No, I'm okay, you know. And that's what did you see? What Britt Baker tweeted?
1: No, what did she say?
0: He tweeted. She didn't say anything. She tweeted a picture of her and Thunder Rosa staring one another down in a dynamite ring.
1: Hey, that's there. where it's. That's where it's at. The two best. Yeah. Uh You know, Serena Deeb is up there too. Layla Hirsch, in my opinion, is there too. Oh shit, they're not giving away a house at any your. No house. man, oh, they God gotta it. give away a house. What is going on?
0: It's the housing crisis. It's a pandemic. Everybody, people need a house at any point in time now. Now is the time to get in your house.
1: Vince, Vince has more money now than he did back then. He can't give away a house. Just give away a house,
0: man, Marcus. If they gave you a house at in your house as a kid, where would you want to move to if they were like, hey, you're getting a house. Where would you get as a kid? As a kid,
1: um, Dewey Circle, Bridgeway, Pennsylvania. Oh, you, saw,
0: you would just stay Bridgeway as a kid. <laughs> you wouldn't be like, "Oh, I want to go to fucking New York City." No, I'd probably just stay. Fat Marcus would do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Dominic, let's sign off now. Uh, so, guys, you can follow me at Marcus PdAngelo on Twitter. You can follow this podcast at Two Down Di- Two Dynamite Dudes. That's the number two Dynamite Dudes on Twitter. Uh, Dominic, how do they follow you and WrestleZone?
0: You can follow me, at Dominic D'Angelo, on Twitter. You can follow WrestleZone on Twitter, at WrestleZone.com, and you can go to WrestleZone.com for all your wrestling news needs. Now, uh, yes, I mentioned before I interviewed Zicky Dice. You can check that out. Uh, we have an interview with RO, RO, ROH's Josh Woods. Uh, there's also Alec Price interview up there. Jeez, um, there's a couple other ones I want to say, too. But hey, Marcus, we're gonna have a dynamite dude special. You're not invited, or you weren't. Or you were invited, but you didn't show up. But uh, I interviewed the AEW regular Danny Limelight. Uh,
1: let's not mislead our listeners, Dominic. I was. It's not that I didn't show up. Like I know show, <laughs> you know. I I had a prior engagement. And you notified me of this like an hour before it was happening. I did.
0: It was quite sudden.
1: Yeah, um, but no, it's awesome. I've said before, I love Danny Limelight. I think he's awesome. Uh, he would be an incredible contributor in a cruiserweight division in AEW. So, uh, yeah, give that a listen. Apparently, he trashes me a little bit in this. Funny. Which is funny. My... Pop
0: popped, popped me to start the interview right off. Mm-hmm. That. But uh, we talked we talk about his uh, working with the agents like Jerry Lynn and uh, Dean Malenko. He talks he tells a good Dean Malenko story. Um, he also we talk about comic books a lot. Uh his time in the Marines, his ten years. I didn't know he spent ten years in the Marines. Wow. Yeah. So he's got the dude is like, if you if you're
1: not familiar with him, he's like ricochet. Like he is incredible in the ring, unbelievable
0: athleticism, uh, somebody who will for sure be trending upward. It's a very good interview. I I enjoyed talking with him. Uh if you guys like comics too, we'll talk a lot about comics, so uh We get a fun interview, fun little chat. So be sure to check that out. That should be available next week. Uh, And yeah, so um, oh Marcus, you you know what? Uh, We got another show, don't we? And it's a big one tomorrow. We're going going live
1: tomorrow with. our our other podcast here on WrestleZone at WCW Rewritten on Twitter. The podcast is WCW Rewritten. I've started at Starrcade 1997 and I'm rewriting everything in WCW and uh, we've made it. Uh, I've gone week by week, every Nitro and pay-per-view and now we're all the way up to Uncensored 1998. We got some crazy, crazy matches going on here. Uh, it's going to be a fun event. We're going live with that reveal tomorrow. So uh, go ahead and uh, check the, check us out tomorrow, especially if you're an old-school WCW fan like myself. Uh, it's fun stuff. I'm trying to book it as best I can, and I think things are going better than they did in actual WCW 98, and that was their biggest year.
0: Marcus, did you plug the the Twitter for that?
1: Uh, Yeah, at WCW Rewritten. Go check it out. Dominic uh, made an awesome graphic for uh, this pay-per-view uncensored. Uh, The graphic features Canyon and Booker T, who are having their third match in a best-of-three
0: series for the television championship. Yes, I I make my way or the highway video package for it, too. So Uh, it it gives you a little backstory to it if you need to be caught up. But go on that. Yeah, follow that on Twitter, and you can just uh, link up to that and uh, get ready. We'll send the updates through WCW rewritten and all that stuff. So follow, give that a follow. And uh, yeah, it's a fun show. It's been a lot of fun to just kind of observe. Uh, I might be playing more of an active role in it in certain regards uh, coming up here. We'll see. Yes. So, all right, Marcus, good show
1: today. Absolutely. Uh, We want to thank all of you guys for joining us here today, except for Jim. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now we do appreciate everybody here jumping in and, uh, you know, we're always happy to answer questions. So, you know, if you have any questions for either myself or Dominic or you want to get our opinion on something. Uh, you can reach out to us on our Twitter accounts. Don't send me any junk mail. Um, uh, but yeah, DM either one of us, you can ask questions. You can just tag us on Twitter, uh, at either two down in my dudes or at our personal profiles. And, uh, we will read any question you have, no matter how heinous or ridiculous or whatever is going on with this question. I'll read it. I don't, I don't respect myself.
0: No, and I don't respect Marcus either. So we're both (laughs) on the same page in that regard. But, hey, congrats to Ames and Dan as well, too, on uh, being sober and all that stuff. That's yeah, great. absolutely. Congrats, guys. And uh,
1: thank you, everybody, for joining us week after week. We really do appreciate it, guys. Uh, if you're not following us on the on the Twitter, give us a follow. And, uh, yeah, guys, we'll see you live again next week right here on Two Dynamite Dude <laughs> with Attitude. See you guys. Yeah, bye, guys.